0: And welcome to In My Opinionation, your weekly blossom watch through podcast. I am your host for this week, Jen, and I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Mallory and Eric. Hey, ahoy, ahoy. hey gang, how you doing today?
1: Uh, my post nasal drip is all over. No, it's not. <laughs> you know
0: what? Okay, I talk about my medical condition once.
1: <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm I'm all right. It's cold cold out there
0: it's fall it's fall in Canada
1: because it's cold outside no
0: we can't do this every episode I
1: refuse you know I wore my winter jacket today and I was like what the f-
0: what the oh, okay that's a little extreme
1: I went up I went to Mount Forest area it was like freezing was like, oh, okay so cold. All right. yeah I live in the frigid uh, middle of Ontario
2: <laughs> <laughs> the upper Southern Ontario.
1: The, the the northern and south.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically, igloos <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Stereotypes.
1: I look forward to my polar bear coming back this, uh, Aww. in a couple of weeks. That's nice.
2: Oh, yeah. What's his name?
1: Uh, Russo. <laughs> 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 it, it wasn't because I was looking at the IMDb for this episode.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. This polar bear definitely exists. 100% yes. exists. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, we've had
0: a lot of fun here today, guys. (laughs) Oh, Let's get into this gosh darn episode. Mm. This week, we watched season two, episode eight, Run for the Border. This aired on November 11th, 1991. It was written by Brenda Hampton, and it was directed by Zane Busby. Zane Zane Busby. Busby. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the outline for this episode... Joey meets the girl of his dreams. And in the other part of the house, fearing that her parents are getting divorced, Six begins to spend more of her time at Blossom's house. What a strange mm-hmm. episode. It's It seems very disparate. But we'll get there. Um, so my only trivia for this week actually concerns some of the cameos. So I might hold on until we get to those scenes. I don't yeah. know if you guys have anything else. I got nothing. Nada. Nada. And fuck it. Let's move on. <laughs> we're, we're doing a bubba breakdown. Ba-ba-ba breakdown. Bam, buh, 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 bam. Now that we're into our fun cold opens, let's talk about our cold open. So we see that Blossom is sitting on her bed. She's cleaning her trumpet. And as she's sitting on her bed, we see a hand reaching up from the far side, bringing up stuff from under the bed. We see it six. And she's bringing up like pop cans, pieces of paper. And then she emerges with a full
2: ass sandwich. That that was that was that should have been under Joey's bed. There's no way that was under Blossom's bed. Maybe it's Joey's. Maybe it is. Joey's. Maybe it is. Yeah, because
0: it is not just like a sandwich. It is like a six inch submarine sandwich.
2: Yeah. Not a bite taken out of it. Not a bite taken out of it. And Six
0: comments that it's older than Blossom, which just does not seem like a Blossom thing to have under her
2: bed. No, that's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) The comedy. Yeah. Blossom comments that Six has been there for a while. And isn't it time that she needs to get going home? Six is like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going right now. And then proceeds to go to Blossom's desk and straightens things up. She's clearly distressed about something. She's doing something to take her mind off whatever is happening to her. But then she goes, yeah, okay, I'm leaving. So as she's leaving, Joey enters and thanks her for painting his room. (laughs) This joke makes more sense because Six says she didn't paint the room. She just cleaned it.
2: Yep. (laughs) Joey's (laughs) never had a cleaned room. Never had a clean room. So Six leaves.
0: Joey sits down and talks to Blossom saying that he's dead because he's dented Nick's car again by hitting somebody in the parking lot. So Blossom asks, well, what happened? We find out that the woman was parked. So, you know, how could she possibly hit Joey? And, you know, she did hit Joey when she saw what Joey did to her car. Yeah. (laughs) So I just had this glorious picture of a woman like with a purse or something just
2: Freaking yeah. wailing on him, yeah, yeah.
1: I assumed it was a little old lady with blue hair. That was yes. just doing it That's that's the one I pictured.
2: And like an unreasonably heavy purse. Like you never know how she's carrying yeah. it because it's just so heavy, and she's whacking with it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Too many, too many caramels. Too many caramels in
2: yeah, there. Yeah, the Worthers. And in the background, it
0: goes. <laughs> <laughs> So that is where we end our cold open. We launch into the intro. I thought that was a funny way to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our first scene back after the intro, um, Six is sitting with Buzz on the couch. She has not left and gone home. No. And Buzz is prattling on about his old musician stories. And Six, for once, seems super into it, even though we have seen before that Six does not like Buzz. Yeah. So Buzz's story, as verbatim as I could get it, was I was there at the Ed Sullivan show. There was me and Jackie Mason and Jackie Gale and Jackie Leonard and Jackie Robinson. Then Mrs. Kennedy came in, so Six says, "Oh, Jackie, but no, it was Ethel Kennedy yeah. <laughs> comedy The Kennedys a popular <laughs> joke back then, because there were so dang many of them <laughs> so. As I mentioned, like Six, who we've established doesn't really like Buzz, is like so into this story and really intent to like, OK, then what happened? Then what yeah. happened? That, like she just doesn't want this to end. So at this point, <laughs> this is the best like dad line that I've heard from Nick in a while. Nick <laughs> enters the house, looks at Six and Buzz on the couch and goes, hi, people who don't live here. I'm <laughs> home. Mr. Checkbook himself. Can't more lights be on? Why isn't the blender running? <laughs> Which anybody Who's ever lived with this kind of dad who's like just following you around, turning off lights, saying don't take too long of a shower because that's bills.
1: (laughs) But why would you leave all these lights on? (laughs) why is the dad here
0: (laughs) just turn off the lights why is the tv on there's no one watching it turn off the tv damn it. my dad would be like why was your shower so long i'm like because i have a lot of hair you gave this to me this is actually (laughs) your fault i have your hair
1: i'm fine with the long showers that's
2: fine it's just the lights just the lights
0: lights so with this hilarious dad line, we see once again, Nick has come home in a bad mood. We have seen this before. Yes, the typical Nick, typical Nick. So he comes home. He has this amazing diatribe. Joey and Blossom come downstairs to Joey's credit. He approaches Nick right away mm-hmm. to tell him about the car. And we get this great runner of the three of them just saying each other's names but like having the entire conversation just in each other's names. So it's like, dad, Joey, dad, Joey, like a full arc happens. And it reminded me of because the three of us have been in the Rocky horror Mm -hmm. show. Yep. I wrote this down too. (laughs) So the the three of us kind of met and became friends during doing the Rocky horror show. And there's that amazing back and forth, where um they all find Rocky and Janet doing you know stuff <laughs> and he just goes back Janet Dr. Scott Janet Brad Rocky yeah. <laughs> and it does it like three or four Dr. times Scott. in a row yeah that that was what this scene was <laughs> yeah, absolutely so it was funny on its own, but it also gave me warm fuzzies yeah mm. so Nick of course through this, beautiful comedic arc instantly knows Joey did something to his car. That's the first thing he says. He goes, what did you do to my car? Of course. So Nick does this thing that we've just started to see from him sort of in this season Mm -hmm. where he does this, like grab
2: Joey by the lapel. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing he did in The Joint.
0: Yeah, and we haven't seen this until season two. Normally, Nick is mostly just sarcastic and chill, but he's gotten into this funny like,
2: oh, what did you do? A little more cartoonish, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. very
1: popular with The Simpsons at this moment.
0: Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I didn't even make that connection. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he does this and demands to know what happened to his car. And Joey goes, I don't know. I was pulling into my regular spot. And to his surprise, somebody was already there.
1: And we, we have to remember what his regular spot is, right? It's it's um, it's um a handicapped spot, which is <laughs> even worse. They talked about this in the first season when he hurt the car the first time.
0: Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I thought you were just making a questionable joke. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. Ugh. So, And he's you know joey plays innocent but also i think he's legitimately surprised
2: yeah why would someone be parked in his spot it's, it's his, his spot, spot. yeah <laughs> there's no reason that someone else
0: should be there yeah right yeah so buzz actually cracks a funny joke that they should put the airbag on the outside of the car buzz is less <laughs> awful he's like gradually that. getting less awful yeah. as we go along
1: he's also less in this episode which makes him bearable. Yes.
0: yeah exactly um so blossom As always, asks Nick to go easy on Joey, but this is the second time Joey's dented the car and he's failing two classes. So we know this isn't going to happen. No. So we jump over to the kitchen. Love this new duo. (laughs) I love that Tony and Six are starting to become friends. Yep. It's adorable. We mm. haven't seen it until last week, and it's my favorite thing now. So Tony and Six are in the kitchen, where Tony is
2: showing Six how to make an old-fashioned. This this totally makes sense, right? A recovering addict and an underage child. This, this makes sense. It's fine. Yeah. Making an
0: old-fashioned of all of the cocktails you could make. Right. Six asks why it's called <laughs> an old-fashioned. Tony responds, because nobody under 60 drinks it. <laughs> Which was funnier to me, because... I know someone who, since the age of like twenty two, drank old fashioned. Oh,
2: my husband sometimes buys the like pre mixed old fashions. It's so gross.
1: Also, Stu, if you're listening to this, oh. I know you drink
0: old fashions.
1: The <laughs> <Stu>. old man.
0: <laughs> I, it tastes like dirt to me. I don't know. Mm. I guess they have refined taste. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they're doing this little bartending class. Nick, Joey and Blossom enter from what we've determined is the backyard. So presumably from coming to look at the car. Yes. And Nick instantly calls out that this is a terrible idea. Recovering alcoholic, teaching the neighborhood
2: teenager to bartend, just like Mallory said. I was glad he was on board with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that was the first thing he said, because yes, this is the weirdest fucking thing to walk in on.
0: Right. I know. And then, Oh, Nick's on fire this episode. He goes, maybe I will win that father of the year award. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Buzz also kind of on fire this episode. So yeah. we we hear Buzz back from the living room and he's screaming, I've fallen and I can't get up without a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out the the whole reason this was happening was because Tony was making a drink for Buzz. Yeah. So it makes it slightly more okay, but not really. <laughs> So, you know, Tony's like, sure, I'll be right in. Nick again points out, maybe Tony isn't the best person to be doing this sort of thing. But then Tony counters that, you know, priests give advice on sex. So what's the problem? <laughs> Fair. I love
1: that. That was a great joke.
0: It's a good point. Yeah. He does know how to make drinks the best. So then Tony announces to the family that... Good news, they're going to have their family portrait taken the next day by the world-famous photographer Sergio, whom Tony saved during an EMT shift the other day. Mm -hmm. As they say in the EMT biz, he almost flashed his last bulb.
1: (laughs) Do you have to explain this? Because they don't do that anymore? What? You know the flash bulb the bulb flashes used to you have to replace them after. Yeah, but
2: flashes are still a thing with cameras.
1: But bulbs?
2: Like even on cell phones. (laughs) But not on bulbs. Yeah. Well, what do you think is in your phone? There's a little light bulb in there, isn't there?
0: Okay, but if you don't know it's already in there, like us old people who worked with actual cameras back in the day. Well, where do you think that light comes from? Technically an
1: LED isn't a isn't a light bulb. (laughs) Well It's an-
2: I think people still refer to them as light bulbs, don't they?
0: I don't
1: know. I, I guess.
2: I'm more
0: appreciated because we know how Tony like. Oh, he loves his puns. He lives on the puns. Yeah. So he says he almost flashed his last bulb. And I just had this picture of every person that Tony saves. He finds a way to be like, I saved you this way. Here's a pun on who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> He totally does. He totally does. You know he does. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So (laughs) Blossom says, actually, this is a really good idea to get a new family portrait since they don't have anything decent, clearly since their mom left, because all the pictures around the house have little mustaches painted on their mom.
2: (laughs) Nick. (laughs) What a child. What a child. (laughs) Child.
1: Amazing.
0: So it's about time they have an updated family portrait. So the girls are excited. They're like, yes, an excuse to go get new clothing. So they leave with Tony to go to the mall. At this point, Nick stops Joey from leaving as well so they can talk about the car. Mm -hmm. It's just a short little thing, but we've seen these two talk about money and fiscal responsibility and stuff. So it's just Nick saying, look, because of what you did, the premiums are going to go up on the insurance. You need to get a job to make this right. Mm -hmm. So we jump immediately to the job interview. We enter... This little, small, dingy Mexican restaurant. Joey's sitting there mid-interview with presumably the owner. The owner asks if Joey's in any trouble because why the hell else would he want to work there? The owner knows what a shithole this is. Mm -hmm. Joey goes, you know, I wrecked my dad's car. I need money to pay it off. And the owner's like, look, that's not enough of a reason (laughs) to want to work here. So we have really good vibes about this place. To be fair, I can imagine that working as a janitor at a Mexican restaurant can get a little dicey. Mm. (laughs) I I don't know if I would want to do
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, I I I felt like this scene is very, very relevant to the job situation today. So I'm sure people have heard about this, like labor shortage Mm-hmm. But really, it's a wage shortage, right? Like the guy yeah. says, you have to do all this shitty stuff for two dollars an hour. Like yeah. that's the point, right? Is that it's not enough money. And I, I yeah, I think we're we're seeing today a wage shortage and also a humanity shortage. Like customers are so entitled these days. Like mm-hmm. I would not want to be working in any sort of customer facing because it's just dealing with with people who are demanding whatever they want and then getting mad at you when you don't give it to them and employers who don't stand behind their employees yeah um so i i I mean i know this scene was supposed to be funny but i was watching it being like this is reality like this is what's going on Mm -hmm.
0: and we can see that the more this guy talks the more joey is like yeah i'm I'm a yeet out of here yeah but then a very pretty waitress walks by and he's like okay i'll take the job jelly Jelly? (laughs) which also
1: plays on what mallory said because you get like immigrants and stuff that take these shittier jobs Mm -hmm. because that's all they can do
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah,
0: exactly
1: i'm bringing it back down i know it was funny but (laughs) yeah, that. <laughs> that's what we're here for folks
2: it, it was a really good scene and yeah. I loved the actor who was playing this the the owner or the manager or whatever and the way yeah. he was like you want to do that like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he kept <was, he> <laughs> mentioning like progressively worse things yeah about the job entails he goes how about this you want to do that how about yeah. this you, you want to do, do that, that? <laughs> yeah it was great it was so funny but like yeah, yeah I think in today's context like this, this is this is why em, em, employers can't find employees because yeah. they're giving them shitty jobs mm-hmm. for no pay and they're not like sticking up for their employees when customers harass them. So, like, of right. course, people don't want to work for that. Like, it's not worth their their time or their mental health or their physical health in some cases. Yeah, so. yeah exactly.
1: Med mm-hmm. props to Joe Shea for playing that role. He was yeah. very funny. Mm-hmm. It was his third last role.
0: I I, I looked oh. up his stuff and he kind of was just a dude who bounced around for about 10 years taking cameo roles and. He did
1: some TV stuff. Like he was on yeah. a TV series called wise guys for oh, okay, a bunch of ep- six episodes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay.
1: Episode, but yeah, mostly mostly side.
2: There was nothing I recognized. No, but that's, that's most actors, right? Like there's a yeah. few celebrities who we see, but like most working actors are just bouncing around doing little mm-hmm. guest spots, mm-hmm. one liners. And yeah. That's, you know, it's not as glamorous as it seems.
0: Yep, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, he did a great job. Like the way he sold it. You want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious, but like you said, also very relevant. Yeah. 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 So we almost instantly find out about this interview. So we're in the Russo living room. We see Tony and Buzz. They're on the couch. They're looking at. Not the Sears catalog. It's this. It's basically the Sears catalog. No, so I don't like
2: this. I don't like it. <laughs> so they're just sitting
0: there drooling over the women in this catalog. So I remember the Sears Wish Book. I looked this up. Did you? I just. Wa- uh, I just wanted. Do you guys? I remember it. I remember the Zellers one too. Yeah. So here we go. Back in the day. <laughs> Before the internet, before the internet, um, the Sears, well, Sears was releasing catalogs since their inception. You know, that's how you used to, it was the print version of doing online shopping. Exact same concept. Just Mm -hmm. you had to order stuff through the mail instead of just clicking a button.
2: Did you know that one of the things Sears sold was like build your own house kits? Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Like the walls came and like you put it all together. Yeah.
0: Used to get everything back then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you would get this book. um, Normally I think it would be like once a season Mm -hmm. you would get this considerable book. It would have all of the product from Sears for that season and it all had like price coding and stuff. So basically you would fill out a form in the back of all the stuff you wanted. You would mail it into Sears with like a, a check or money order or whatever. And then stuff would show up at your door Mm -hmm. like online shopping except you had to work a little harder for it yep now the wish book in particular came out around christmas and it was a big fucking deal yeah i remember that one. it was thick it was like half a phone book it was like 400 Mm. pages yeah so it was all of the stuff they sold in the store but there was a huge huge emphasis like the, the toy section was like half of it and also like your holiday merchandise like Trees and garland and all that mm. crap so i remember my grandmother used to get the wish book and it was like a huge deal when it showed up not that she would ever like physically mail an order out but just to look through it was so exciting right yeah
1: um i remember um a number of these books but apparently mm. the the big book catalog was co- discontinued in 1993 so just a couple of years after no. this one was done
2: i still remember them being huge
1: yeah like up yeah.
2: until maybe 98 there must have been a bigger one then. That was discontinued that we don't remember there must have been like a massive Fun one book yeah. one,
1: yeah, which is <laughs> everything they have,
2: yeah,
0: so as far as I know, they've gone to pretty much digital, I think they have a print version, but it's much smaller now, but anyways, that well, Sears is gone now altogether, oh well, in Canada, yeah, we yeah. don't even have Sears, so yeah. um yeah, so that's basically what they're holding up because it's like the the Christmas version or whatever, so Joey walks in, um Tony and Buzz are like, oh, look at these women, Blech. gross Joey bless his gosh darn heart, says, I don't even care because I've met the perfect girl. He doesn't want to look at the girls in the catalog. He's in love. He's in love. Of course, they have to do this funny physical bit where Tony just holds up the catalog and Joey's like, oh, okay,
2: well, yeah, she's hot. Like they do. Well, but he, he doesn't even say that. He holds it up and he says, Well, I know what I'm getting her for Christmas, right? Like he's still yeah. thinking about this other girl.
0: Yeah, it, it's so sweet. This is the first time we've seen him this crazy about a person. Yeah. So Joey says, This is it. I'm in love. And because of this girl, he was actually willing to start his job that night, but the restaurant's so good that the guy he was taking over for wasn't due to return to the institution until the next day. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Questionable jokes. It's fine. What a great sign for what kind of, what kind of workplaces is. So Nick is asking for more information about (laughs) what the hell this job is. Obviously asking questions about the job, but Joey just keeps interpreting it as he's asking about the girl. So Joey just keeps talking about this girl. Nick tries to throw it to Tony. Tony asks one question. He's still not getting an answer.
2: This is my favorite part because Tony says, how much are you getting paid? And Joey says, same as the last guy. Like they
0: cannot for the life of them figure out what this job is. No. But then Blossom walks in, just asks Joey if he got a job and Joey just instantly is like, yeah, I'm cleaning toi- toilets for minimum wage at a Mexican restaurant. Just like instantly tells her. Yes. Yeah. This,
1: this hurts my head because this is like me talking to my, like to cat about like her day at school. She's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And then like uh, her sister will ask her and she'll tell her I'm like, why? Why? I spent the last 15 minutes trying to talk to you.
0: She's at that age now.
1: Oh, oh whatever. I don't know. She's a little teenager. Like,
2: I oh. know. How was school? Fine. What'd you do? Stuff. Yeah.
1: No, no. I got, I got nothing. Do you, did, you, did you do anything fun? Oh. <laughs> God.
0: Child. That's great. Yeah. It was so good. So finally he says what it is he's doing. Blossom, after asking the question, she goes upstairs. So the next scene we see her entering her room and Six just pops out of her closet. She's been in there the whole time. She's just been hiding in the closet. Like what is going on? I think the implication is that she was like tidying the closet. Or changing, or because she's in her bathrobe and pajamas, yeah, like she was grabbing a pair of Blossom's pajamas to borrow, or something like that. Yeah. So, Nick said that Six could stay the night without telling Blossom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of course, Blossom doesn't care, they start setting up the beds for a sleepover.
2: I, I had a note about this, yeah. So, yeah, so when they're setting up the beds, they just slide. Blossom's mattress off of her bed and onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And we've seen six sleep over before and there's been a mattress on the floor. So mm-hmm. are we to, to believe that either Blossom has been sleeping on just a box spring whenever six sleeps over or that Blossom doesn't have a box spring. And instead just has two mattresses stacked on top of each other.
1: That is 100% a box spring. I'm looking at it mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, uh, I assume she's putting like a sleeping bag or something underneath so that it's at least Cushioned a bit.
2: I don't know. This just seems super odd to me. <laughs> She's like, You're the guest. Yeah, because box <laughs> springs are not comfortable. No, not at all. It just seems super weird. <laughs>
0: oh, no. I noticed that too. This is the first time we've seen this happen like this. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait. Six has the sleeping bag and she yeah. puts on top of the mattress. Yeah. That just seems mean. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. Yeah. So I want to know what I'm going to be watching for this now. Yeah. So Blossom knows that something's going on. Ask Six what's wrong like why is she not that she doesn't love having her here but why is she spending so much time at the Russos Mm -hmm. Six doesn't really say anything but then Blossom kind of says well I remember when I was acting this way before and it was when her parents were getting divorced so Six kind of denies it a little bit but then Blossom kind of starts running through a checklist of the things that she started to notice, like her parents saying a lot of silence, but then answering one word answers to each other. You know, are they leaving the house without saying goodbye to one another? Are they being extra nice to six? All of these things, six answers. Yes. And Blossom goes, "Yeah, You know what? This is, this is what I experienced too. I don't think Blossom is outright saying like, this is what's happening, but she kind of goes, well, this is what happened to me. So maybe, Oh God, we have such a heartbreaking scene. So six starts denying it like really vehemently, and then she just quickly just breaks down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they sit on the bed and they hug. And we get a shift to nighttime. Yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, it's we've never seen six this way before. No, and like Genevieve always acting in this, especially like from her manic denial to just finally like letting herself feel feelings. You yeah, know? it was so good. It was so good. She she was so good. So that happens during the daytime. We're still in the bedroom, but we kind of do a shift to nighttime. Um, Blossom is asleep in bed and she wakes up to find six that is still awake. So she's been sitting by the window. Um, She's making lists. She's making a list of stuff. She thinks her dad did wrong stuff. She thinks her mom did wrong. And then what she did wrong. She's now convinced this divorce is her fault. This is this is a joke line and it was a little funny but she
2: goes, Well, I was a difficult birth. Yeah, and yeah, started <laughs> <laughs> It started bad. Yeah. I just, oh poor six. Like this this whole storyline just like right in the feels, you guys. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was thinking about you.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so she says it was a difficult birth and then she launches right into all the money that they've had to spend on me over the years. It must be about the money because that's what they fight about. All the time. She has written down from the beginning of her life all of the expenses that she can think of that they spent on her. Of course, Blossom points out, well, you have a $50,000 wedding (laughs) written down here. And Six is like, well, if you're going to do it, do it (laughs) right. Which $50,000 is a colossal amount of money now for a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what Six had planned, but damn, girl. she she was gonna have a big a huge wedding a huge blowout oh man like i would have loved to go to that wedding yeah (laughs) so of course and the audience all knows this but blossom says of course six has nothing to do with this no it's it's never the kid's fault it's never ever the kid's fault no like she brings up the point when when her parents were going through it they spent all their time fighting about milk Yeah. Who was going to buy the milk? Who bought the milk last time? Who drank all the milk? Like they, ju- they were just finding some stupid minuscule thing to direct their energy into. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So blossom then says, you know, the way it's going right now, everybody's going to be getting divorced at some point, which this was right in the, the middle of people talking about the divorce rates rising. So I, I did look up the numbers on this. Oh, okay. I think th- the stats are pretty well known, but yeah. around the time of like 1985 to 1995, um, divorce rates were at their highest. So they were sitting about 50%. So you mm-hmm. get that, that's super popular, like half marriages under divorce. Yeah. But I, I couldn't find a lot that wasn't super dense, but I could find a study that stopped at 2012. And apparently now divorce rates are going down. Oh, that's nice. Mm. So, divorce rates are actually going down in 2012. They're closer to 40%. I'm assuming this is because we're all taking longer to get married and knowing that that's a thing that we want to do when we like the people we're marrying instead of being like 20, being like, I'm going to love you forever.
1: Um, (laughs) Could you imagine getting married at 20? Oh my God. I was a baby
0: then. I didn't know shit about anything when I was 20. I still don't know shit and I'm still right? un- worried about it.
2: I mean, I, I honestly don't know how different my life would be because I've been with the same person since I was 18. <laughs> you guys are an anomaly, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. My grandparents. Oh, my God. My grandparents, you guys. My bubby was 20, 20 when they got married, I think 20 or 21 she had my mom when she was 22, but they got engaged after six weeks. Whoa. Yeah.
0: That's impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I would never. I waited. I didn't wait. <laughs> 60 years. <laughs> I love you, Matt. Savage. 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 I didn't wait. <laughs> I didn't wait.
1: <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so Blossom brings up, you know, it's normal to get divorced now. So don't it's not about you. And six has decided because of this, she's never getting married. She might get engaged a few times. Yeah. But that's it. That's totally normal. Very six thing to say. <laughs> and she never wants kids because she doesn't want to mess them up. Like her parents are now messing her up, which is very, very sad. Yeah. That is very sad. And the scene ends with them. Deciding to go to bed, six lays down and just says, "This is really scary, yeah, and they go to sleep very sad, so to bring that mood up, we're at the restaurants. Anna is we find out her name is Anna. <laughs> we didn't know until now, I just told you, so she's walking through the restaurant. Joey is doing this thing where he's mopping, but like mopping towards her, <laughs> and it looks like this weird newsies like choreography thing that he's doing, so he finally comes up behind her and he goes. I've been wanting to talk to you all night, but nobody's spilled anything near you. So I haven't been able to.
2: She's also, during the scene, she's like putting together a tray to presumably take to a table. Yeah. But this also seems to be a fast food counter service place. So I'm very confused about how this restaurant works. I don't think the
0: owner knows how this restaurant works.
2: That's that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. I did also notice that the number of cups on her tray goes from four to two. Ooh, it changes. Yeah. Prop catch. I like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Joey's going into this spiel about he only took the job because of her and he really wants to get to know her. He asks her to go see a movie with him. And lol, she only speaks Spanish. Uh
2: Shenanigans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So with the first girl that Joey is truly, truly liked and he can't talk to her.
2: He doesn't know that yet. He asked what movie she wanted to see and she said no habla inglés. And he uh, said, in that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even realize that he doesn't even realize that she doesn't speak uh, English. Oh God bless his heart. He's trying so hard. <laughs> well, and I'm but I mean on her end, she's just standing there smiling at this person who's talking mm-hmm. at her. Like she's not trying to make any sort of like, I don't understand you face.
0: Yeah, she's just nodding along. Yeah. So so I did look up who this actress was. Again, she's done a lot of um, Spanish language, film, TV. So her name is Carla Montana. One short film that I super want to find and watch that she was in in 1993 is called I Killed My Lesbian Wife, Hung Her on a Meat Hook, and now I have a three picture deal at Disney. That's the whole oh.
2: that's the whole title. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> she plays the actress or Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um fine fine people of this of this podcast do you know who directed that movie that short film no who ben affleck no what? yep yes the ben affleck no, no no yes
2: is this real life yes Are we, have we gone into a parallel universe? Like, what is going on right now?
0: I found it. Okay, we're gonna find, my (laughs) brain just shut right down. Holy crap. Wow. (laughs) We're gonna report back. That just blew up my world. Okay.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay.
0: (laughs) Holy crap. What the hell was I doing with my life? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's who that actress is. For a hot second, I was like, is that Jennifer Lopez? (laughs) No. Which like it was an angle thing as soon as she turned like full on I was like oh no never mind. Yeah yeah. But she has a few features where she like she looks like a very very young J-Lo.
2: I feel like around this time J-Lo would have been on in living color. And which is also what I told myself. I was like wait
0: a minute. She was one of the fly girls. Yeah she was. Yeah. So the scene ends. Um, We jump to the living room. It is the day for the family portrait. They're all waiting there for Sergio to show up. They're all pissed because this guy hasn't shown up yet. Joey Mm -hmm. needs to go back to work. Nick is grumbling about the fact that he paid all this money for these new clothes and haircuts. And this is not
2: a free portrait anymore. I mean, if he paid money for haircuts, he should get his money back because they all have the exact same haircuts they did in the first scene. And they're all bad. Yeah, bad
0: haircuts. (laughs) All right. OK, so the bell rings they are all mad. The bell rings. Antonio let Sergio in. He's this intimidating leather jacket wearing just like the biggest artistic stereotype. And Sergio was played by Sam McMurray. Yeah, I couldn't pull everything from the vast list of things this man has done. He is one of those guys. He's a that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the things that I most recognized him for, I will list off, but there are a million other things he has done. Mm-hmm. So he was Bill, who was the, the work friend to Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation. Yep. He was on the Tracy Ullman show. Apparently in 93, A League of Their Own had their own series for like six episodes, and he played mm-hmm. the Tom Hanks role. Um, he voiced Roy Hess, who was kind of the best friend on the show Dinosaurs. <laughs> which I definitely watched when I was a kid. He's done a lot of voices on the show Recess. (gasps) And he played Supervisor Patrick O'Boyle, who is the the boss on King of Queens. So those were my most, like, I knew instantly those Mm -hmm. roles. But if you look at his IMDb, he's done everything under the sun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. another working actor. A very
1: prolific uh, voice actor in video games as well.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's done a ton of voice work. Can, can we talk about his accent in this scene, though?
1: Amazingly terrible.
2: I, I don't eh. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was. And the closest I got was a cross between Italian and Quebecois. Yeah.
1: I think it's just supposed to be like a really bad stereotypical Italian.
2: It sounds nothing like Italian. No, it's not. It's like a pan-European accent. I, I got mostly Quebecois, which is not European at all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Italian French. Hmm. Yeah. An American actor isn't gonna know what Quebecois sounds like that though. Quebecois! Quebecois! Like that <laughs> <laughs> all up in the nose, baby. Yeah. So Tony uh, opens the door, lets him in. Tony very gently is like, Hey Sergio, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? And Sergio responds, he's increasingly ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> is that Quebecois enough for you? That sounded like the guy from Despicable Me. I I don't don't do accents. Um, So he immediately jumps into setting up his camera, which is a Polaroid, which everybody keeps making a big deal out of.
2: Well, yeah, he's a professional photographer who's shown up with a Polaroid camera.
0: Yeah. So I know Polaroids were like kind of a joke around this time, especially around this time it was an extra joke because it they were sort of starting to be viewed like phone cameras were when they first came out like it's just oh you just do snapshots these aren't real pictures but this was also around the time that um video cameras were getting really popular mm-hmm. and like third like slightly more elevated ways that people could capture things so polaroids were like super on a down down a hill climb there so and now look they're like stupid popular again
2: I know. Like, vintage. Yeah, but you would still not expect a, prote- a professional photographer to show up with a Polaroid. Like no. they're, they're again, like, back in the, like, snapshot, like, take it to whatever you're doing with your friends. Go to Candace mm-hmm. Wonderland and take your Polaroids. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> what, are, what are you thinking about that was a whole That was a whole
1: storyline Yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> what? What you just said was, like, a whole, like, a day of, of fun with a Polaroid, and I loved it
2: oh okay you want to get this wonderland <laughs> with your polaroid
1: that's what i was saying it was a whole story my brain went straight to oh that would be fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
0: oh my god back to the show <laughs> uh so the girls come downstairs and regarding this polaroid blossom goes are you going to use that camera and then Sergio goes are you going to wear that hat <laughs>
2: no sir you did not just come for my girl and her hats yeah he no, did. no 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 you did not he is an
0: artist
2: <laughs> he's a jackass
0: so, and then he goes into <laughs> oh you're gonna wear that hat so what difference does it make what difference does anything make he starts arranging this family in these super weird, artsy positions. No one's actually looking at the camera. He has, like, siblings hub- hugging each other, super weird. Their faces, like, smushed up against each other. They're squished together. They realize Six is standing there, and Six is like, oh, okay, I guess I'll leave because I'm not in the family. They're not her family, but don't worry. Her family is totally fine. Don't worry about it. Sergio's so was uh. like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, At this point... <laughs> Buzz walks in. He busts in the door. He's in this bright blue sport coat, yellow bow tie, and just the most glorious toupee (laughs) you ever did see.
2: The toupee is brown and his hair is white. It's
0: like a dark (laughs) chestnut brown against his super white hair. He tries to act surprised like he just isn't wearing this like rug and just happened to show up at this particular time. Nick, of course, protests saying that he just wants a picture of the immediate family. Buzz quips back that you wouldn't even have a family if it wasn't for me, which like biology is true. (sighs) But, you know, Nick is very much like, I don't want you here.
2: But he also probably doesn't have a wife right now because of Buzz. Well, like if we're going to follow that, mm. if we're going to follow that thread, yeah, Buzz's daughter is the one who left him. So true enough.
0: Yeah, fair. that's fair. So they're arguing back and forth. Sergio is like, oh, one piece of red meat in my life becomes a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so six suggests, OK, take one with Buzz, take one without Who cares? Um, So right as Sergio is about to take the picture, Nick turns to Buzz and asks how he's getting the cat on his head to sit so still. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get this, um, this screenshot, this still of the whole family laughing, which we presume turns out to be the actual family portrait, which is far more representative of them as a family. Yeah. He ended Mm -hmm. up getting
2: a really good shot out of it by making that joke. Yeah. So it ended up being kind of cute.
0: That's how the scene ends with a still shot of them all laughing and Buzz looking mad. <laughs> <laughs> we jump over to the restaurant. Blow it, blowy.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Never happened. Okay. Keep it. We jump to the restaurant. Blossom is visiting Joey at work. As soon as she walks in, she comments on how squalid the place is, which Joey thinks is a complimentary word. Goes, yeah, it's pretty nice, isn't it? Poor Joey. Poor Joey. So we find out Joey's brought Blossom in to translate for him so that he can communicate with Anna. Blossom goes, you know, even if this works right now, if you go out with her, you still won't be able to talk to her. Joey says, you know, what this is a plus because he can't goof anything up, which for him is actually a good point. Yep. (laughs) Oh. Because she won't know what the hell he's saying. Um, So Joey introduces the girls, and they launch into this classic comedic bit of Joey saying not quite the right thing and Blossom translating it into something that sounds a little bit nicer, a little more <laughs> complimentary to him. Not quite the right thing. No, not quite the right thing. Tell her her body's great. <laughs> Which translates into, he thinks you're a good waitress.
2: Yeah. Now, if Maya Bialik wasn't already fluent in Spanish, she's doing a hell of a job pretending mm-hmm. here because she's oh my god, she's so good. Oh uh,
0: Yeah, like it's just flawless. Yeah. So to Joey's credit, He stops and goes, Okay, I want Anna to talk about herself. I want to Mm -hmm. learn about her. And I'm like, Joey, look at you growing up. He is. You actually like this girl. Yeah. So, where she's from, et cetera. So, Blossom asks, Anna answers, and then they just launch into their own conversation in Spanish about like whatever and leave Joey totally out of it.
2: And th- this was so brilliantly done because up until this point, there has been subtitles so that like we yeah. know what's going on. And at this point when they are talking and Joey has no idea, it's just a close up on him, super <laughs> confused, and no subtitles, so the audience doesn't know what's going yeah. on either unless they speak Spanish. And I thought that was such a brilliant choice to like mm-hmm. just highlight the like confusion of it all for Joey to take away the subtitles for us as well. Like, I thought that was amazing.
0: It actually made you feel a little bit for him because you're like, oh, no, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So finally, they're in this whole, like, giggly girl talk and Joey cuts them off. Blowy. Why am I
1: doing (laughs) Good old Blowy. Uh, So Matt's going to make us a new shirt, right?
2: (laughs) Why am I like this? Oh, my God. Okay. we're getting it back oh my god we're off the rails this week you guys
0: we're off the rails every week it's usually not my fault though (laughs) oh my god so blossom asks anna out for joey anna still says yes even though clearly she must know that she can't talk to joey at all but she still says yes Again, they do. I didn't write it down, but they do a little back and forth where Joey's like, we can take the bus. Are you okay if I leave you (laughs) on the bus by yourself because my house will be will show up first. And Blossom's just like he will take you right to your door. (laughs) Just kind of saving face for him again. Yeah,
2: she's a good sister. She's a good mm. sister. As much as she makes fun of him, she, you know, she had a real opportunity here to just throw mm-hmm. him under the bus. And she made the choice to not do that and to like actually help him out.
0: Yeah. I don't know if maybe she can tell that he actually
2: has good intentions with this one or. Yeah. I think, I think she knows that Joey always has good intentions. He's just a big dum dum. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know. So we jump
0: into the Russo's kitchen again, kind of a. Uh, A rare duo, we see Nick and Six are in the kitchen. Six is furiously cleaning the stovetop. And then Nick finally stops her to talk to her. He wants her to know he's talked to her mom. He knows about the divorce. And Six's mom has said that she's worried about Mm Six. And Nick also knows that Six's dad has moved out. Now, the problem is he didn't take everything. So Six says, well, you know, he didn't take all this stuff that's super important to him. So, like, obviously, he'll be back. Uh, Nick says that, you know, I hope for your sake that they get back together. But there's a good possibility that if he does come back, it will just be to visit you. It might not be permanent. At this point, six drops the, you know, can't people just stay together for the kids? But Nick, obviously having gone through this, um, asks if she'd really want them to stay together if they're miserable. Comedy line six immediately is like, yes. (laughs) But she obviously understands where Nick is coming from he then starts to relate it to his own divorce and how their fighting was making everyone else unhappy. He drops this funny line about we were depressed. The kids were depressed. We had a goldfish that was depressed. Even the little plastic mermaid in the tank was losing weight. Mm -hmm. Like it just affected the entire household. Right. So, you know, obviously six, the back of her mind is still thinking things might fix itself. They both agree that it sucks Mm -hmm. from their own different perspectives. But, you know, six will get through it just like Blossom did because Blossom had help from her best friend. And six has that, too. They have the sweetest fucking scene. And I got a little misty. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also don't know if you guys caught it, but there was a brilliant piece of blocking here just about the time when they sit down at the kitchen mm-hmm. blossom starts to enter and sees them having this conversation and steps out Oh, i didn't see that oh, i never noticed that yeah it's a blink and you'll miss it but like it's clearly intentional that she sees this and realizes that like six needs this this talk with her dad oh my god and that's why she, that's why she announces i'm home later when they're like wrapping up their conversation oh my god i'm gonna go back and watch mm. that that's so smart yeah Holy crap.
1: I wish I I saw that the first time. Mm.
0: Oh, man. So then um, the two stand up. Nick's about to leave. But he says that, look, I understand you're more comfortable at our house right now. You're always welcome. But I think you should spend time with your mom as well because she's going through it, too. And she would want your company. They have this adorable and it's so cute also because Nick is so freaking tall. But they have this
2: adorable little like
0: forehead boop.
2: Yeah. Well, he and he tells her that they love her too, that yeah. like the whole family loves her. Like she's basically a Russo, right? Yeah. Like- exactly. Yeah. Like he'll
0: mm-hmm. always be there for her. So they yeah. do a forehead boop. He kisses her on the forehead. That's when Blossom goes, I'm home. Mm-hmm. I, oh my God, I need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. So Blossom comes in as Nick is leaving. Blossom asks how Six is doing. Six goes, you know, whatever. Not great. Blossom welcomes her to the club. They hug. They walk out. I I really love that they put Nick and six together for this because we got to see Blossom's perspective of how she saw it go down. And then we see Nick, I, I don't know if justify is the right word, but say this is the perspective from the parents. And yeah. you don't think they're doing it for you, but actually they are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for her to have, like, you know, she, I, I think she feels a bit abandoned by both of her parents because mm-hmm. they're more, con- from her perspective, they're more concerned with their divorce, like, Divorced and how it affects her, you know, um, which I'm sure isn't the case, but that's her perspective. And so, to have an adult who is invested in how she's feeling right now and focusing mm-hmm. on her, I think is a big, a big deal for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the fact that he's like,
0: If you cannot emotionally make yourself go home right now, that's fine, but mm-hmm. I think you should. Like, he's yeah. not kicking you out of the house and saying, You need to go talk to your mom now. He's like, I no. will, if you need to be here, that's fine, I will be here for you. But this is you should maybe your mom misses you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, 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 Nick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone is just an just adorable and amazing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So we jump to the last scene of the episode. Joey and Anna are finishing up their date. They're sitting on the couch. And each in their own languages are both trying to say that they had a good time and they really like each other, but obviously they don't understand what the other person is saying. Yeah. Anna has this moment where she goes, you think I didn't have a good time? What are you stupid? So stupida, stupido, I believe it is a Spanish. So all Joey hears is the stupid part. And he goes, oh no. (laughs) You either think I'm stupid or stupendous. Or stupendous. (laughs) So Joey is finally like, is there anything that you can say that I might actually understand? And then she kisses him. The language of love. And then he has this hilarious, adorable deer in headlights moment where she stops kissing him and he's just like, gracias. (laughs) She says, you're welcome in English. Then they swooch again. It's been a good date. It's so cute. I don't know how long they can make this relationship go. Given oh, no, you never see her again. Which is sad. Oh. Yeah, because it's like so pure for him. So actually, the ending credits, we get to see them one more time. Um, Joey and Anna are in the restaurant. Joey is so proud of himself. He's going to teach Anna English <laughs> and he's using it with food from the restaurant. Obviously the Mexican restaurant. So <laughs> he's pointing to foods and being like, repeat after me, taco, burrito, tostada, guacamole. He goes, OK, you teach me Spanish <laughs> and points to the foods, says, taco, burrito, tostada, guacamole. And it's
2: it's dumb. It's so cute. And it's cute. And then they kiss again and it's just. Yeah, she says the Spanish word for kiss, I assume. And then they kiss and it's adorable. He
0: very quickly learns the Spanish word. for kiss.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course he does. And that's
0: our end credit scene. Yeah, that's the episode, my friends. Do you want to do an outfit of the week? Sure. Eric, do you want to go?
1: Yeah, obviously I want to go first. Because obviously. It's, it's, it's one of six's outfits and it's her. Coming out of the closet in my PJs uh, (laughs) outfit, which is so she has pink PJs top and bottom. But Mm -hmm. on top of that is the most glorious, maybe flower print uh, (laughs) bathrobe that I've ever seen. And it's just so (laughs) it made me want to wear that and be the comfiest.
0: It looks so cozy.
1: Right.
2: And it was also very like early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, that's yeah. That sort of floral print was very popular back then mm-hmm. with her poofy hair.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mallory. Uh, so I chose Blossom's photo shoot look. Oh, OK, because you do not come from my girl's hat. Um, <laughs> so she has this like kind of flowy short sleeve dress and the top half is green with this white print on it. That's like a line drawing of like 1980 a 1900s era fancy mm-hmm. people. And the bottom half was black. I thought it was white spots, but I think it's actually little flowers. Oh yeah. Good catch. And then she has the pink hat, this like pink, um, straw hat with a black bow on it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So mine was more a
0: single piece. Ooh. So Joey's date night outfit. He's just wearing black jeans. He has a, a light blue denim button up, but his vest is so cool and i would absolutely wear it so it's a white background and then there's a gold and light blue greek like a greek vase style print on it so you see like little dudes and chariots and like with spears and it's on this geometric um gold square pattern it's just extremely cool and i'm into it the fabrics on this show. Yeah. I've definitely
1: seen this vest before. I don't know if it's you later have? seasons, but I've definitely seen him in this Oh vest. on Joey. On Joey, yeah.
2: Oh, sure. okay. I thought you just meant in life and I was no, like, I what? Wish. I wish. <laughs> Where do I get it?
1: It looks like something my dad would have worn in the early nineties, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just a very cool print. And that I would love that fabric in like a skirt or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> Lesson of the week.
2: Uh, Mal, do you want to go first now? Sure. Um, so I, I just very simply, I had lean on your friends. Like, I think that's from the, the sixth storyline here is she she really needed the support of uh, Blossom and the Russos. And that's OK. You don't have to face tough stuff alone. You have friends and family for a reason. So, yeah, it's hmm. good. Eric,
1: I went with it's not your fault. Um, mm-hmm. going off the sex storyline as well, where she went through that whole list of things that she thought that she caused her parents pain. And it wasn't all about that. It wasn't about her at all. No, it's about yeah. what they were going through at that, you know, however many months or years that led up to that point.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mine was sometimes the hardest thing for everyone is also the best thing for everyone. Yeah. And I'll get into it in the score, but I think mm-hmm. it they kind of dealt with that in all three of the stories okay, in their own way. And I'll get into it. Okay. Let, let's score this first. Um, okay. So back to Eric out of five tacos. I will say four tacos. Um,
1: okay. I, I liked the episode. I thought it was a little, the juxtaposition between the two story, the two main storylines sort of threw me. Cause you get something really serious and then immediately went to something silly mm-hmm. with Joey. And I was like, uh, it it threw off the, My feelings were all over the place, so it sort of weirded me out. Um, But it was a good episode overall. Cool.
2: Mal? I actually gave it a five. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, as someone whose parents got divorced when I was in high school, I really related to the sick storyline. Brought up a lot of feels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I I thought it was well handled and realistically handled. Mm -hmm. I was sort of lucky i guess that i went to camp for like a full month right after my parents Mm -hmm. told me so i was like literally out of that that space and like with just a bunch of friends and like not having to think about that yeah 24 7 and i think that's exactly what six is trying to do here right she's trying to not have like just have some time where she's not thinking about that yeah and um yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed the show. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. So
0: I was actually with you. I gave it a five as well. So to go to what I said about the lesson of the week, the hardest thing is also the best thing. Sometimes I think they all did it in their own ways, and it was like smart and sneaky the way they all did it. So the the obviously the sixth storyline is the most obvious example of that. Mm-hmm. But we see Joey starting a relationship with someone he can't properly communicate with him, but it's also like the best we've ever seen him in terms of being with a girl. Yeah. So it's the hardest thing, but it's making him like the best version of himself. Mm -hmm. And even I found the family portrait, it's like thrown off as like a comedic thing, but they haven't taken pictures since their mom left. So clearly Mm -hmm. that process has been difficult. Maybe they haven't been able to bring themselves to do it. Yeah. Which I can imagine as well. So even that process of saying, no, you know what, this is officially the new family. Like I can see that besides the fact that Sergio was just the
2: worst, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like the process of like officially saying, this is our new family. This is the portrait is mm-hmm. a, in of itself, like sort of that lesson as well. Yeah. So I don't know. That was me thinking real hard and being a, a film major no that was good (laughs) (laughs) no he has my thesis (laughs) (laughs) 1200 words um yeah so guys that has been the episode this week it was a good in and we had Mm -hmm. some really good talks around it next week uh, we are looking at season two episode nine rockumentary Thank you guys for talking to me. Thank you all of you out there words for listening. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Bye. Besame. Besame. That means kiss me.
2: Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts,
0: Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts.
1: You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nation. our website at IamOpinionation.com, or
0: email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes.
2: New episodes come out every Tuesday.
0: Thanks again for listening,
1: and until next week,
0: the sun is going to surely shine.